Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's the most amazing thing to me about the Lightning's 4-1 loss to Florida on Monday. The Bolts scored in the first minute, actually just under a minute, on their first shot, it was a two-on-one goal by Ross Colton from Blake Coleman. Then for 59 minutes, they got nada, zip, zero. The Panthers started their third goaltender in as many games, rookie Spencer Knight. He makes 36 consecutive saves, and they force game six Wednesday in Tampa. This kid's 20 years old. He was the youngest goaltender to start an elimination game. Um, it was incredible. I mean, the Bolts played a good first period, and then the Panthers more or less took over the game after that. Yeah, the Bolts started taking penalties late in the first, and that kind of killed their momentum. Yeah, and I, I thought they never got it back after that. I thought they kind of sat back a little too much. Um, maybe mm-hmm. getting that goal early, and they just you know were trying to sit on a one nothing lead. And I don't think that's the way you can win in playoffs. Right. Um, you can win games one nothing, but you can't. You're not going to win trying to hold a one nothing lead from one minute in the game on. You know they they have to. That's not their game. They're, they need to attack more. They need to have the, the puck more. They need to make better decisions out of their own end. Uh, they just struggled all night, um, particularly after the first 10 minutes or so, just getting the puck out. And, and, and credit Florida. They played a smart, structured game. Mm-hmm. They did not – all that funny business after the whistles was gone. Didn't engage, yeah. They weren't going to take penalties at all. Right. They were relentless on their forecheck. And, you know, when when the Lightning were down two goals in the third period, they were methodical with their defense. Mm-hmm. They stood up at the blue line, stopped the Lightning from getting in the zone. When they got right. the puck, they got it out quick. They mm-hmm. did everything that the Lightning should have been doing earlier in the game. Right. Right. And, and it was the power plays. You mentioned taking the penalties. That kills your momentum. But, you know, uh, I think starting the third period, even down 2-1, mm-hmm. you still have a, a more of that power play to kill off. You give up a goal there and and then at 3-1, you know, to your point that's when they got very structured and really the lightning didn't have any zone time really after the first period. Um, you know, it it just seemed like they weren't getting uh maybe one shot and that was about it. Mm-hmm. I tell you what though, the kid played really well. <laughs> it was oh. I mean, this guy is a great story. Uh Boston College, I guess, mm-hmm. uh goaltender, 20, just turned 20 years old. Uh, was four and zero, I guess, in during you know during the season. But um, you know, to think that you would you would bench Bobrovsky, their ten million dollar a year goaltender, their their other veteran, and and turn to this kid. I mean, you got to give Quinville some credit. Um, it worked out in a big way, and he was having fun out there. Like his whole attitude was, he was smiling the whole game, and 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 he got you know the worst thing that could happen to him happened. He's down one nothing within a minute. Wasn't his fault as a two on one. It was a beautiful um, shot from Colton and a beautiful tremendous pass. Tremendous pass. Yeah. It was just a great hockey play. Mm-hmm. Um but but that could, you know, for for a young guy, that could rock your confidence. Like, like hey, I just yep. the game just started. Like, um, what's going on here? But man, he was solid. More than solid. He was very, very good. And they were good around him. And I think that 
that might have been what Quinville had in mind was like, well, if you don't play in front of this guy, you know, mm-hmm. you may get pasted, right? Well, um, yeah, it was definitely the best defensive performance that the Panthers had in the series. And, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they only gave up one goal, but beyond that, it was just the way they played defense. I mean, the amount of odd man rushes the Lightning have had in this series and passed their way out of a lot of them, they didn't have yes. those tonight very much. Um, Florida Palat passed his way out of one of you know, them. He today. did. He did. He did. Absolutely. That one he should have shot. And, and the Coleman yeah. to, to Colton was an odd man rush, too, in the first yes. minute. But, I mean, they didn't have the numbers like they had in, in the previous games where. No. You know, because Florida played a much smarter, better game. Mm-hmm. Um, credit Florida. They came out, and this was a desperation game, and they they gave a, 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 a desperate defensive effort, and they got rewarded for it. I mean, they gave yeah. up a goal. 53 seconds in and for the next 59 minutes and seven seconds gave up nothing right right 37 shots on goal the bolts uh really only had i think one power play yeah they had eight seconds of another one but i you know i mean technically it's over two but it's two but yeah you know eight seconds isn't enough of a power play right right yeah and stamkos you know after the game i mean he said he he thought that they bit themselves with Mm-hmm. Too many penalties after they got the early goal. They took mm-hmm. three in a row after that. And they even, you know, here's the thing. It's a veteran team. They talked before the game um, about trying to stay disciplined. But the disciplined team, to your point, was really Florida. And, uh, and and then the other thing is, understand this. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody going into the series said, oh, this will be over in five for somebody. You, you figured this would be a six or seven game series. Mm-hmm. And Florida's really Florida's a really good hockey team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to win the next game or win the series or not, but I got to be honest with you. And, and I know you know Carolina won the division, and um, they sort of had the Lightning's number a little bit there at the end. But um, it, it was a tough division. But this this Florida team's fun. They're fun to watch. They're really fast. They're a lot like the Lightning. They can jump on you in a heartbeat, put an awful lot of pressure on your defense, and you know. I mean, it being three to two with home ice coming home to Amelie Arena is not a bad place to live, you know. And and this will be another test for their experience as to how quickly you can put this one in the rearview mirror and then come out and play a very smart game, and you know create more chances and and be disciplined on the backside. So, you know they they have been here before. This is this is you know you'd much rather be on this end of it. If Florida can win three games in a row to take the series, God love them. They were a better team, you know. You will, but that would have been one of the big well, collapses. And as Dave Michigan while. pointed out, if you do it with a twenty-year-old goaltender in net, whose first three playoff games are elimination games. Yeah, right. Exactly. Now, great this, point. This is the third straight playoff series for the Lightning that they led three-one and lost Game Five. Mm-hmm. They did it to the Islanders in the conference finals last year. Yeah. And they did it to Dallas in the Stanley Cup final last year. Mm-hmm. And now this year, the, the, you know, Florida, they lead three to one. Who's game five. Now, all two of those last year, they won game six. Can the Lightning come home and do that on Wednesday night? Yeah. And, and you know, what's amazing is that a guy like Braden Point, I don't think he had a single shot on goal. He didn't lay. Uh, it, Going late in the game, he didn't. I uh, can check real quick if he. We may have caught one late, but yeah, for most of the game, good, he did not. Yes, that's how good Florida did standing him up. You know, uh, Point said he thought they yep. stopped moving no shots. their feet a little bit. No shots bit. on he, net. Yeah, I break. mean that just that's that's insane, right? Because mm-hmm. he's a guy that can go two hundred feet on his own and get a shot. 
Um, but he didn't. And it shows you that, you know, they, they had to dump a lot of pucks in. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, Florida won the race to him. You know, when they, when they got to the blue line, yeah. there was no room. So they, they got tried to get it deep. And then Florida would do a better job of getting it out of their own end, beating them to it. And, and, um, you know, and, and going the other way. So, uh, he just thought they, they kind of hung on it to a little bit longer and, uh, you know, didn't really catch them on their heels at all. So they're going to have to be faster. They're going to have to be better. Um, so it's on, you know, it's on to a, a really good game six on Wednesday night. Well, and, 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 you know, kudos too. last time we talked this morning, we didn't know if Mikhail Sergachev or Nikita Kucherov would be available. That's a good point. That's a good point. Mikhail Sergachev played, he played the second most minutes on the team, 21, 14 behind Hedman. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he did okay today. I didn't think it was his best game. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know if there's any lingering effects. Nikita Kucherov played eighteen thirty-seven. The biggest thing for the Lightning is they, you know, and, and John Cooper talked about a post game. It'd be nice to get some penalties there called their way too. Well, yeah, I mean, did, did you think that the, that the refs let too much go, or did you think that they simply <laughs> didn't were one sided? I, no, I didn't think I didn't think the officiating tonight was as bad. I thought you know, I thought they missed some both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if the Lightning worked hard enough to earn penalties. I mean, you know, some of the times you earn a penalty. You know, you force them to make a play. Right. You know, you, Luke Shen, you know, had to take a penalty on Duclair because he had a breakaway. Sure. Hedman, you know, uh, I can't remember which player it was, but when he got him up on the hands because he was behind him going towards the net. I mean, you know, you're, you're forcing the other team to make penalties. And, and the Lightning, for the most part, weren't forcing it. To, I, I don't think the Lightning played poorly tonight but they weren't they weren't aggressive enough mm-hmm. um so you know you're not forcing penalties either so that's part of it as well so no i thought the officiating uh, yes did they miss some sure uh but was it as bad as it was say the other night no not even close right there there was a cross check in the game i thought the lightning got a little carried mm-hmm. away with their sticks i thought that was that was a bad penalty to take there are no good penalties most likely um, you know, Maroon wanted to get into a fight late in the game um, that did not materialize. Look, Florida just decided, like, we got to stay out of the box. We're going to mm-hmm. lose this series. And they, and they were. They were going to lose it on power play you, Well, goals you even saw Hornquist after, you know, plays at the net, the whistle would blow and he would walk away, which he never does that. Which he never does, yeah. But they were determined we're not putting them on the power play. If they're going to beat us, they're going to beat us five on five because we're not letting them beat us on the power play. And that, right. that's the smart way to play. I mean, the Lightning have punished them on the power play in this series. You can't put Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, Point, Kalorn on the power play. Mm-hmm. They, they have punished you. And, and, you know, look, you got your third goal tonight on the power play. And it was a, it was a blown coverage. I mean, Yanni Gordon and Eric Chernak both go to the same guy. Right, right. They both go to Huberdeau, who then passes it to Barkov, who hits it off Hornquist in the net. Mm-hmm. You know, on a power play, you can't have two go out in the wing like that. Right. It was a blown coverage. I mean, that's, you know, but you created the opportunities. You forced the power play. That was the, you know, the start of the third, and then you capitalize on it. And that's what the Lightning have done most of the series. Florida wasn't going to let them do that tonight. They had one power play, essentially. Had a lot of zone time, a few shots. Probably could have shot a little more. But they had some good looks. And credit Spencer Knight. He stopped them. Yeah. 37 total shots on goal, but not as many scoring opportunities, I think, as Florida had. They had a few. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he didn't make some good saves because he did um, one late, but I, although I think the shot was uh, oh, that, that a little was, off the, net. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, you know, crowd loved it. It was a good crowd, by the way. They had fourteen thousand in that building. They opened it up to seventy five percent capacity. Yeah, 
Okay, what does Florida do? Or, or, I'm sorry, what does Tampa Bay do now? Do they am- open up Amelie Arena to you know as le- at least as many? Is this gamesmanship going on here? Because it's the same state. Well, right. I don't think there's any restrictions on the Lightning as far as opening it up 100. percent So it's whatever the the franchise is comfortable it's, with. It's basically. the franchise. There may be some. There, it's possible there's some local issues or even build, even or, building issues. Or you know, I, I I don't know all the the rules. Of, is there circulation issues? Is it something with the air quality in the I You know, there could be things like that that factor into this too. Yeah. Um. I, I'm not 100 percent positive on on how those decisions get made. In, in that so. Um, they don't know if the ice will melt if they get that many people in there. It's well, been they so have long. the extra AC units in the building now, so they they always oh, for good. the playoffs install temporary air conditioning units to help. So, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, otherwise, the, otherwise the humidity and all that would just destroy the. Yeah, ice. and it's in this time of year. It was yep. what ninety two today. It yep. was a very hot day. Granted, it hasn't been very humid lately, which has been nice. No, that's true. It's been dry. So we have dry ice. But, yeah, we haven't yeah. had air. We haven't. I think I saw we hadn't had rain at the airport in fourteen days or something like that. Uh, not yeah, a, not a drop. My lawn will be happy to show you how much, how little rain we have had. <laughs> I mean, you know, my water I'm, bill doesn't like it, but I, you don't have to cut it as often. So, well, that's true. <laughs> when you're spending three hundred dollars a month on water, and you're going, wait a minute. Of course, I'm having some work done, and when I say work done, I mean like the whole house. Yeah. So, you know, that cement doesn't mix itself. I think they need water for that too. But yes, they do. Yeah, the lawn. The lawn is. Uh, I'm, I'm contemplating. I I need a new. Uh, this is on a side. Means nothing to do with the hockey. But I need a new lawn man. For those out there that want to solicit me, feel free. <laughs> the job is 120 dollars a month. I won't sign a contract. Um, but I need a new lawn guy. And uh, I'm thinking, well, if the grass is just going to stay here and yeah. die, maybe I don't need a new lawn guy. Did maybe I can re- make it to July. Did your guy retire? You didn't retire. Okay. I, I had this group, and I don't know how they, they got my contract from another long guy who decided to quit or sell his contract or his business, and this, this outfit came from, like, another county. And so they didn't have many trips down here except for me. And I think they just decided, we're just, just oh, not okay. worth going you. in there for one, one lawn. Well, there's one in our but, neighborhood um, that does yeah, a lot of the houses in our neighborhood just uh, retired. So that's why I was wondering. I was like, they're not going to your neighborhood. Oh, we, don't, okay. we don't live yeah, close to each other. Happen. <laughs> no. Or I would borrow them. So I'm going around now taking numbers off of trucks in the neighborhood. It's like, hey. Um, but, you know, my theory on, on uh, lawn service, and if you're a lawn service guy out there, listen, my hat's off to you, man. I've consider, I've done that job. I was, you know, 18, but I've done that job. And, um, you know, it, it's it's tough work, especially in Florida. Um, and you're hustling. You know, you're moving from lawn mm-hmm. to lawn, and, and, and the grass always grows, or so you hope. Yeah. Um, I still but, do my own. Do you do your every own? Every time I've I've gotten a lawn service, you, man. They, every time I've gotten a lawn service, they kill the grass, man. Really? They cut it too short. They oh, use man. those heavy mowers and turn it the same they spot. Do, they, they turn do the same that, spot yeah. every time, and then just wear out the grass in that spot, and yeah, just destroys my lawn. Well, and that's my theory on on lawn services that you need to change them, um, like every two years. Mm-hmm. You know, just whether they're doing a good job or a bad job, just to keep them on their toes and get somebody else in that that will. For the first year, at least, we'll give you their best shot to keep your business. Usually within about six months, all of a sudden you're going, my grass doesn't look as good as it did before. Right. They're getting lazy. And then you notice, like, they're not trimming the hedges as much. Yeah. They're not, you know, cutting back the palm. My thing you're is like, that St. Augustine, you're just not supposed to cut it that short. And they just cut it short to, no. you know, it's mass quantity of just go. Yeah, right. Like, we no, don't change no. the mower based on the grass. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not supposed to be that short. 
Yeah. No, you're right. And if it's wet out, and it hasn't been, but oh. if it's wet out, yeah, then those mowers sink pretty deep into the yep. into the uh, St. Augustine. So, yes. Uh, welcome back to uh, Sports Day Tampa Bay. That's right. Sports Day Tampa <laughs> Landscape Bay. Tampa Bay. <laughs> Landscape Tampa Bay. Here on uh, yeah, Steve Versnick and Rick Stroud with you, the Tampa Bay Times. All right. So um, on a good note. The Tampa Bay Rays won their 11th game in a row, and if you think that's easy, folks, they've only won 12 one time in franchise history. They're one win shy of Lou Pinella's record, of all people. Um, and it was, I tell you what, this was, if nothing else, this was an entertaining afternoon baseball game. They had a five-run lead in the first inning, grand slam uh, by Joey Wendell in the first. Uh, they blew that. They also had a two-run lead in the 10th. They let that get away. And so it looked like, you know, that was going to be the end of the winning streak. But they weren't done. And they went on to uh, score seven runs. Yep, they scored a touchdown on the Argonauts. And- touchdown, got the extra point. Argonauts went for two and got it. But they the the uh, the Rays win 14-8. to eight. And that's a wrap for the Jays in Dunedin. And I got to imagine they're probably glad to see it go. I mean, the one thing I'll say about that ballpark, especially in these last – this series anyway – I don't know which direction the wind was blowing. I don't think it matters. But, man, when you get the ball in the air, it's going to go a long way. Um, there were balls flying out of that the whole series. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Cash's team has played kind of the same game, not so much getting way ahead like they did, but it seems like you look up and it's the sixth inning and it's about 6-6 six to six or 5-5 five to five or 7-7. Seven to seven. And, uh, of course, they went into extra innings in this one. But, yeah, I mean, just uh, just a wild, wild game. With clutch hits all over the place, you know. Um, obviously, Wendell's grand slam, but uh, you know, Meadows had a big hit. I mean, there there was a lot of, you know. Again, the walks got Toronto into trouble. Um, you know, but two big, two monstrous home runs by Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and and they tied. He tied the game up five to five. In fact, uh, with his with his second home run, I think. But it was it was. Look, it was it was a great another series sweep by these guys. It's incredible now. Um, this is, I think, only the second or third time that they've had a road trip that they swept the entire road trip. They did it a couple years history. ago, I think, didn't they? They did, yeah. But it's but like it's only been like three, I think three, maybe four times in the history of the franchise where um, they've swept an entire road trip. So it's not very common. I'll say this, and and I could be way off about this because we were chatting about this a little bit, uh, texting back and forth with you and me. Um, here's the question: Does does what Toronto and the Blue Jays have gone through, both in Buffalo and then this year Dunedin and then then to Buffalo, mm-hmm. the Raptors playing in Tampa Bay, does this at all sort of sort of pump the brakes on Stuart Sternberg? Not for him necessarily, but I just I think that there's a I don't know. It's not. It's not as if the Blue Jays don't have a home in Toronto because they do, and so they're actually they're they're sort of being forced on the road, much the way the the New Orleans Saints were forced on the road by Katrina, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a pandemic. It's a it's a one hundred year event. That sort of thing. Having said that, what's the hardest part about it? I mean, really, what is the hardest part about it? You don't have your fans. Okay, that that certainly you know if you were if the Rays were playing in Tampa, whenever they're playing here, they have fans. There were more Rays fans in Dunedin than there were Toronto fans, if that even matters, and I'm not sure it does. But 
what it means is that you're on the road all year long. You really don't have a home. I mean, if you have mm-hmm. two homes, you have no homes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, basically these guys have been living out of whatever suitcase, apartment, condo, uh, whatever temporary housing they can find since February of spring training, since they, they came down here for spring training. Yep. Now they're packed up. They were packed up to leave after this game. And, you know, you can't tell me, and these are human beings, right? They have families, they have children, that have girlfriends or whatever it is. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you just want to know where to do your laundry and get a good steak. I mean, mm-hmm. and, 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 and I'm sure because they train down here, they're familiar with the Tampa Bay area. But it's not home. And so when would home be home if you're playing in two cities, if you're playing in, Tam- in, in Tampa Bay until June or late May, and then going to Montreal, for example, which would be sort of the you know mm-hmm. what, what these guys would have hoped to do if, if Canada was open. I just don't, I don't think it's a, it's a good human experience. Well, I think there's some things you can take from this and some things that aren't equivalent. And, and this question actually came from a, a good listener of ours, Mike, who's actually a friend of mine. Um, he's the one who submitted this question. Asked it's a if, great if it question. Yeah. yeah, it does. I, I think if there's anything this pandemic has shown, it's that fans will support the team whether they can go to the games or not. We're seeing that with television ratings for baseball, for hockey, for your local teams, is that you'll support them without going to the games. Now, the question is, are you supporting them because you can't go to the game, so you're you're a fan and you're supporting them? Or, you know, if, if a team is splitting time between here and Montreal or wherever else, are you still going to have the same affinity for that team? You know, you can't go to the games now, so it's not like, well, others can go, but I can't because they're not in my city. Right. You know, so I, I don't – you don't know how that is going to equate that way. But I, I think it, this has shown from the Raptors, from from the Blue Jays, and, and it's not quite an apples to apples comparison. But you know, the Raptors never felt like this was home. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't for anything that that Amelie Arena in Tampa Bay didn't try, and it's not for them. It's just you're not at home. You're living out of a hotel. Um, most of the time in the building, the fans are cheering for the other team, not you, because mm-hmm. you don't have any built-in fans there. Mm-hmm. But it was also in the middle of a pandemic, which presumably in 2028, when Stu would like this plan to take place, you're not yeah. going to be in a pandemic where the players couldn't go out. They couldn't go to restaurants. They couldn't go. To oh, whatever. sure. I mean, no, you know, way, I mean, way know, more difficult you know, then. Pascal Siakam talked about, be. you know, there's only so much golf we can play. We can't do mm-hmm. anything else. You couldn't right. go to movies. You couldn't go to restaurants and, you know, what bars or whatever you want to do in your spare time. Right. I mean, you know, you're you're under these protocols from teams where, you know, you know, LeBron James sort of got in trouble, but of course they're not going to suspend him for this, but he did a promotional thing that, you know, you're not supposed to be doing as part of the protocols and he got his, you know, hand slapped or whatever. You know, these players weren't allowed to do anything. So, you know, who knows what that'll be, but I think, but let's assume, think let's assume the, you I, could, here, let's assume you could do all yeah. that. Let's assume that you can do, Everything like mm-hmm. that, and even assume which which the, the Toronto example isn't good because mm-hmm. they're still a Toronto team, right? I right. mean, they were never in Tampa Bay. They're not. They were never the Rays, and mm-hmm. the Rays do have a footprint here, and and would still presumably at least half the season. And then it's how how does the interest translate when they go to Toronto? I th- I'm just talking about the players themselves. Well, I think- I have a feeling that you would feel as if you were the road team 162 games out of the year. Well, 
I, I think that the players would probably, you know, okay, where's my family going to go, Toronto or Montreal? But that means half the year I'm living out of a suitcase the whole time when I'm on the road and when I'm at home. And right. looking at what the Raptors and the Blue Jays have gone through this year, I'm guessing it, it's a harder argument for the players to agree to now than it was two years ago. And they weren't, they, you know, everything about that, the players are like, well, you know, we're not sure about this. I mean, you know, that, that's what they were saying initially. I well, got you know to imagine that argument becomes harder for the players because now they've got players that have experienced living out of a suitcase for a whole year, and it's not fun. And you know how players are. Well, how much money can you would you pay me for doing it? You know, mm-hmm. like is there a uh, some kind of a of a housing allowance, a a lifestyle uh, bonus? Uh, you know, what's what's it to you? What's it worth to you? Because I got to get something out of this. You can't merely make me spend my own money to live in in two different places and and yeah. you know well, have kids in two different homes. And there would there would definitely be that, but I mean. But the thing is, is let's say you're a player that's got a family. You know, if you're a young guy just coming up as single, maybe it's a little easier in, in some regards. But you've got a family with kids in school. You probably have a, a maybe you have a house, a decent sized house. Mm-hmm. Now you want to go live in a hotel for three months? No, you know, and I, mean, I don't want to be away from my family. And if I move mm-hmm. my family, if they're young enough and they can not go to school. Um, I've got to maintain two residences, whether I rent one and pay mortgage on the other. Now, expense aside, they're not equal. You know, one place is not going to be as, as grandiose as my other home. Um, and for some players, they don't live in either city. Well, you know, some, there's some, a lot of players, players. There's a lot of players that rent a condo or a, you know, apartment or whatever in cities. And there are some um, that actually live in the spring training season. I mean, you know, in, I mean, the yep. Yankees trained here for years. Derek Jeter, yep. um, even before he built St. Petersburg and Jose Posada and all those guys mm-hmm. um, have homes in Tampa. I mean, that's where they yep. decided to make their home. So for much of the spring or all of the spring, they were they were living in the house that they live in in the wintertime. Yep. Um, so there's that. And I know, that's probably, I know when I lived in Minnesota, Tory Hunter lived in our building. The, mm-hmm. the first building I lived in, um, yeah. You know, he just rented. He only lived there six months a year when they were playing. You know, he didn't live there in the off season, but he, right. had, a, he had an apartment there that he rented. Sure, yeah, and that and that's 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 not, mm-hmm. you know, unusual necessarily. I just I just think that there's a competitive disadvantage. Mm-hmm. I I think you're going to find that those teams, if they choose to do that, if it's the Rays or whoever it is, is never truly going to experience a home field anything, and. And I and I think the players are going to be miserable. They may say they're okay. They may they may make an allowances financially for them or whatever. But I just I think you're going to feel too nomadic in a sport that already takes you away from your family. I mean, think about it. You're playing 162 games. You've got you know 81 games on the road. That's more than 81 dates on the road. And so it's already an exhaustive travel business to begin with. But you know, to live essentially out of a suitcase half the year, you know, from spring training on, because this is going to start in February and run through towards the middle of the summer and then go back someplace else. I, it just, to me, it's, it's, it just seems like there's a lot of problems. I don't know. I, I, think I think it's going to be harder to convince the players at this point. Yeah. I, this did not help Sternberg's argument, in my opinion, if he had one. Well, um, how about the one that he was talking to Montreal back in 14? <laughs> as the lawsuit that came that the Tampa Some Bay minority Times partners on, are, on are suing him is that what I hear yeah, yeah so I, I don't know a lot of the details I, I read the article in the Times 
Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, some of the minority owners saying he was talking to Montreal back in 2014, not as 2017 as he has said on the record previously. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's trying to force some of the other owners out and done some things that they're not happy about. Now, it's obviously their side and their, their allegations, not necessarily the truth at yeah. this point. But Right. Well, what do we say? Whatever becomes of this franchise, there will be lawyers. And there are lawyers, and they're already going to be uh, lawyering, uh, as the case may be, because this is going to be a, a messy attempt at uh, whatever Sternberg is attempting to do. Meanwhile, they have the best record in the American League right now. 30-19, mm-hmm. and 19, moving past the Red Sox into the first-place lead in the division. Um, it's incredible. You know, the Rays are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Uh, they, they are a, a great baseball team, and they're playing great. They are uh, putting great at-bats together. They're passing it on to the next guy. You know, guys like a Rosarina are heating up. Um, the pitching has has been remarkable. Uh, the way it's held up, they tried to save their bullpen. They were able to do that. I mean, they obviously let you know let the uh, the Blue Jays back in the game. No harm, no foul there. And the Blue Jays pitching actually was the one that broke down in this series more than the Rays did. But you know, I mean, you look up and and I swear to you, after they were shut out, weren't they shut out by the Yankees and uh, Garrett Cole? I want to say. Yeah, they um, gave up four but, runs in the two games and lost both of them. Right. One, they and gave up three, one, they at that point, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this baseball team strike out a billion times, and they still are a strikeout team. And they've got, you know, one guy or two hitting over, you know, 240. And and I'm just going, this this isn't happening. This is not a good baseball team. This baseball team, uh, it can't score enough runs. It's still got pitching issues. It's got a lot of injuries. How are they going to get this together? And then, boom. You you reel off eleven straight wins and you look up and you've got the best record in the American League. Um, it's just remarkable how they do it. And credit to Kevin Cash and those guys for preaching patience and believing that these guys would come around. Mm-hmm. They have come around, and and sometimes it's as, as simple as who have you been playing, you know, and who did you run into that that shut you down like that. Yep. And you know they got to play Baltimore and they they picked on some bad Toronto pitching and. Next thing you know, you look up and, 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 you know, here they are. So, Well, here's the other thing, too, is the, Boston's a half game behind them. Mm-hmm. Boston's next 37 games mm-hmm. are all against teams 500 or better mm. or a team that's one game under 500. Wow. So the next they, – they have not – they have played some bad teams so far. Mm-hmm. But their next 30 – all the way through, I think, July 5th, 6th, whatever – Mm-hmm. is all teams with winning records except for I think there's two or three teams that are with like the Braves and the Marlins are a game under 500 and Kansas City's a game under 500. And everything mm-hmm. else is is teams it's like Oakland, it's Houston, it's Tampa Bay, it's New York. You know, they're playing teams with winning records now. The the, the next month and a half for them is is going to really tell what how good Boston really is. And I, I credit Boston. I still don't mm-hmm. think that they're the best team in the American League East. I, I think they're, they're obviously have played well enough now to show you that they can hang around mm-hmm. and maybe make the postseason or maybe even win the division. I don't know. Um, they're certainly the surprise. I think the Yankees are who we thought the Yankees were based on their injuries. Uh, Toronto is a 500 team right now. They've lost six in a row. They've got a lot of, a lot of bickering yeah. going on in that clubhouse. They had a, a, you know, a meeting. Uh, behind closed doors before this past game, uh, 
yep. and it didn't turn out well. So I don't know what's going on there. The, the, Yankee, but, the Yankees are a team, and this, they've been this way for years. Their lineup is designed to just destroy your third, fourth, and fifth pitchers. Mm-hmm. But they, they struggle against the good pitchers. And that's why, that's why the Rays have handled them for the last few yeah. seasons, is that the mm-hmm. Rays have really good pitching. Yeah. Not necessarily starters that, that go seven, eight innings against you, but they have really good pitch. When you have mediocre pitching, the Yankees' lineup will destroy you. Mm. But when you have really good pitching, they struggle. Yeah. And we, we've seen that for you. And their defense isn't that great either. That right. doesn't help them. Uh, Boston, yeah, they, Boston's young and, and they're ahead of pace, but you know they've played Baltimore a lot so far. They've played they've played a lot of bad teams, mm-hmm. um, and kudos to them. They're beating the teams on their schedule, which is what you're supposed to do. So, so I said the next month, month and a half for them, we're going to see how good they are. Right. No, I'm in, I'm impressed with the way the Rays have, have come on, and and obviously, it gets exciting now when you see them. You know, with eleven in a row, chance mm-hmm. to tie the franchise record. How far can they go? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. How many had the Oakland A's won before they came to Tampa? They had won like 13. They were like 13 or, in a row, yeah. They yeah, had lost the game before they got here. and then Right. So th- this this is quickly becoming one of the longer winning streaks in baseball. Um, it is currently, but maybe all season. So that's interesting. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Finally, um, so Tom Brady, you know, here's an interesting thing. So, uh, you know, they start OTAs today. We'll get to what the plan is for them. The organized team activity is a voluntary on-field workout program, right, which includes rookies as well as veterans. And Bruce Arians has already said, look, I don't want to see our 22 starters. They don't need to be here. If they do come, I'm probably not going to put them on the field, et cetera, um, which is interesting. But he would like to see the bottom half of the roster as well as his rookies and all that. Okay, Mm -hmm. fine. Now, Brady, we knew, coming off knee surgery, a little later to the game as far as throwing in the offseason. Um, I caught him at Berkeley Prep last a year ago on May 19th. It was my anniversary. God help me. And um, so, God love your wife. Yeah, she's a saint. Um, so that was the day. And uh, uh, then after that, Channel 13 flew helicopters over him. But no, that was like that was weeks day later because they had a source. Well, yeah. Um, so, so that happened. And then, um, you know, and then this year, of course, Brady was a little, uh, slow because he he was recovering from knee surgery, but we knew that he was going to start throwing next week or this week. And we also knew that, that, you know, he had been pretty vocal on NFL, uh, PA conference calls about not going to voluntary workout programs, encouraging players to work with their coaches and teams, uh, sort of if boycott may not be the right word, but avoid, um, going to the facility and, and you know, fight for uh, a, a more liberal and uh, less taxing off season, as the case may be. Well, anyway, Bruce Arians made Brady an offer. Uh, and here's what he told him. He said, listen, and I wasn't part of the conversation, but I know about it. And I've discussed it with Bruce a little. Basically it was, hey, um, you want to throw? 
You want to throw with your guys, our guys? Um, you don't have to be part of the OTAs. In fact, I don't want you to be. But you get up early. You know, you have you have your guys out there on the field at 7 a.m., whatever you want to do it. Just come to the facility. Come to the facility. The doors are unlocked. Grab your bag of balls. Go out there on the grass. Run around. We won't have any coaches out there. You just, whatever you're going to do, you do. Hour, two hours, whatever you want. Showers are open to you. Weight room's open to you. Get your work in, you know, whatever you want to do. You know, we got the OTAs. Here's when we're going to be working out. So any other time, just come on in. And and it accomplishes a couple things, right? One, it prevents Brady and others from having to go somewhere else and say, where can we work out? But more importantly, I mean, the league seems pretty adamant about the fact that if you get hurt, now this is not the pandemic where they close the facilities, right? That's a different deal. Like a year ago, they couldn't work out in these places because they've been closed for COVID. I mean, and I mean to everybody, coaches, players, staff, all of it, everybody. They were shut down, so they couldn't go in there. They had to find a place to go. And these guys are going to work out all year whether you invite them to or not. But this year is different. This year the facilities are not closed. They're open. And, you know, the, the union started out by saying, well, you know, worked well last year with COVID and, and, you know, the virtual meetings. The guys had more time off. And you know what? There were less injuries. Um, I don't know if that's true, but they claim there was, you know, less head injuries, you know, during the season, there were fewer leg injuries, whatever. Um, but that aside, what they really want is their time back. What they really want is to not be a sport where we're expected to go sometimes full speed, um, in, in not training camp, not spring training, like you have in baseball, but in the off season, be like asking a pitcher to throw a bullpen, you know, in November or December. And they just didn't want to do it. Okay, so Brady put in his two cents worth. But Arian said, listen, that's fine. That's fine. You know, we're not going to require you. It's voluntary. You you, you certainly have made the team. You don't have to do that. Throw with your guys, but do it here. Because if you don't and somebody gets hurt, they're going to lose their salary. They're not going to guarantee it. Well, to this point at least, Brady has said no thanks. Uh, and on Monday, he started throwing with his guys, and he posted this all over his Instagram. Where did he go? He went to the Yankee Spring Training Facility, Legends Field. That's where he was. And there he, there it was in all its glory. I mean, you can see. So, so there they are just, you know, there's Raymond James Stadium where they won Super Bowl 55, and across Dale Mabry is – Legends Field in the Yankees spring training facility. And then across Himes is their facility. So they picked the one that isn't theirs and went to the Yankees. <laughs> They're a quarter mile away from where they were invited to practice. Does this seem odd to you at all? Very. <laughs> I mean. Why not practice at the Trop? Well. I mean, support the hometown Pete. team. That's St. Pete. Yeah, well. But. He's got but a it's boat. Just weird. He's it's got like, a boat. He can take it over there. Th- yeah, it's true. There's two facilities, and one of them belongs to you. Like one well, of them you're, is, but you're not really allowed to unless you're going to actually be a part of the OTAs, which Bruce isn't going to. No, put you, you on are the allowed to. Well, you're completely allowed to. I mean, you can go to OTAs, I'm, but I'm saying otherwise, you're not allowed to go work out there on your own. Well, they told him they could. Okay, Arians invited him over. Well, he yeah. said, "Look, Forget- come on over. We're, we, we're, you're we're fine with you. In other words, we understand you're going to throw. We know you don't yeah. want to be part of OTAs." But just do it here. 
just the doors are open. Like, you want to throw? We have three practice fields. Go out there and throw. We won't come out there as coaches. We won't tell you what to do. We won't tell you how long to work out, what routes to run. You just do what you were going to do anyway. We just do it here. Because on the one hand, it protects the other players. Listen, and, and, and the NFL seems pretty serious about this. They put out memos mm-hmm. about it. Yes, I'm sure have. it's going to end up in all kinds of, of, of legal harangles, but it is part of the CBA. If you're working out on your own, you know, not when the facility is closed, but like if you if you go out, if Tom Brady goes out here and Chris Godwin, okay, take Chris Godwin. I'm knocking on wood here, folks, because I'm not trying to jinx any particular player. Could be anybody, just anybody, any player. You don't have to put a name to it, just anybody. Yeah. But if any player goes out there with Tom Brady and tweaks his knee, and and has a season-ending knee in, knee injury, there was a Kansas City player who did this. I think he ripped his Achilles. Goes out here and gets hurt. Guess what? His contract's not guaranteed for the year. They they're going to file it under non-football related injury because it didn't happen you know at their facility now if it's a time of the year like last year when the facilities were closed for covid and stuff that would have been a different deal but this year the the building is open and you're invited to to use it and Bruce Arians has invited you and said you're going to throw throw on one of our fields so that at least you protect the guys around you look i don't think tom brady's going to get hurt with nobody rushing him patting the ball and then doing pat and goes right but i've seen these route runners i've i watched the the workouts at berkeley prep those guys are running full speed they're running full speed they're cutting and then at some point during this thing a year ago and it might not be the same this time but at some point they brought in the defensive backs too and they wanted to get some work so you had guys going against guys and hand fighting and going up for balls down down you know the sidelines it's football. I, you know, I mean, I can go out here and play pickup basketball and come down on somebody's ankle. Mm-hmm. You can certainly do that out here, you know, at, at Legends Field. And I just, I, I'm a little, I'm a little surprised in a sense. I mean, you know, he's being a union guy. You know, he's being a, you know, he wasn't always with the union when they told him to stop a year ago because of COVID, but when they're trying to negotiate protocols, but but now he's holding the line. And you know what? Here's the thing. There's not a single player that I know of on this football team that's going to go against Tom Brady nope. or what he wants to do. Nope. If you tell them we're going to do it on jet skis, they're going to be out there in the bay on jet skis. No, I mean, he's already thrown one trophy on the reservers. What, what's, you know, why not have your own boat parade? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> it would be, right? Here you go, Brady. <laughs> Maybe Fox 13 would have aerial coverage of that a month later. Ooh, I don't know. But, by, the, by the way, you you mentioned I just looked it up because that's the kind of guy I am. Right, May, Mar- May what'd you say? Nineteenth, you were out there. May nineteenth would yeah. have been uh, the day. Yeah, the big video footage in Colin Coward interview was June fourteenth. Well, it was about the same time. Yeah, the source. Yeah, about the same time. Um, yeah, yeah so you know, about a week. About a week, Tony, uh, Dan. So yeah, it's uh, it's inside baseball. If you get that one, good luck to you, sports fans. <laughs> Uh, maybe he will still come in. Maybe, you know, when I, when I asked Bruce about it, he had, he sent me the emoji that said, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, which may or may not have been true. And he goes, I hope they do. I hope they take my offer with the fingers crossed emoji. Right. Well, the fingers are crossed for a lot of reasons. (laughs) Not the least of which is don't get one of my guys hurt. He had all his tight ends. It was, well, the ones we know about, he had Gronkowski, Brait was out there. Uh, Rojo was out there. Gio, Giovanni Bernard, the new Buccaneer, the running back from the Bengals, uh, free agent, was mm-hmm. out there. 
Uh, the other two quarterbacks, Blaine Gabbert and Ryan Griffin. Now, here's what I understand. Griffin is, is going to two-time him a little bit here. I think that Griff, because he almost never gets any reps during the regular season, or for that matter, very many in training camp, and he's fighting for his, you know, for his spot on the roster, I think he is going to come in and actually participate in the OTAs with Kyle Trask. And if not, Kyle Trask would be the only quarterback again. I mean, look, even just based on the numbers, there's not going to be a lot of guys there mm-hmm. uh, this morning when they start practice at like 1030 or whatever it is. So, you know, they'll they'll barely have enough. They had, what, you know, 22 or 23 for the rookie camp. They could barely run that. So they're not going to be out there long. Um, it's interesting because in this, uh, you know, this summer of negotiations, and basically what, what's happened is that each team's players – have sort of gotten with their own coaches and their own organizations, and they just agreed to do what they want to do. Like the Colts, for example, they have you know their nine week off season program has been scaled back to two weeks. That's it, two week window, and it's going to conclude before Memorial Day. The Rams aren't having any full on season practices, but they're going to hold virtual meetings and some on-field sessions that consist only of individual and just seven-on-seven drills and some 11-11 walkthroughs. The Chargers, the Dolphins, walkthroughs and virtual meetings only. The Cardinals and Packers, um, they they cut it back as well. How about this one? The New Orleans Saints, the four-time, four years in a row, defending NFC South champions. Sean Payton has decided we're not having practice. We're not doing practice. You know what we're doing? We're just gonna we're just gonna lift weights. We're gonna run and we're gonna lift weights. We're gonna build our strength. We're talking about practice. What are we talking about? Not the game. Not the game I love. So Jameis Winston is gonna have a twelve pack before this is over. I mean, that's all he's doing, man, is <laughs> working out like a fiend. I don't know if he can play quarterback, but man, he is ripped um, and chiseled. Uh, so he's but, not he's yeah. not putting on armor this year. Is what you're telling me? Not putting on armor, but he's getting vascular at this point. I think he's gonna be a very vascular, man like Mr. Olympia. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, it's just kind of weird. It's, it's, uh, every team's kind of doing their own thing and the bucks to, for their part, they've brokered it down as well. I mean, typically they would have at least 10 OTAs, right? Mm -hmm. And that would go over a three week period, sometimes four week period. Well, they're going to have six and it's going to be over two weeks. And then they're going to have a mandatory mini camp on June 7th through 9th, and they are done. They're not going to have that third week, right? So you're done first of June, first week of June, and you don't have, you know, you got your whole summer off until they come back to training camp in late July. Pretty good vacation. I like right? it. So, I mean, it it's not a lot to ask, you know, for guys to come in there if they want to do it, but – B.A. doesn't want to see him. You know, he doesn't want to see him. And Tom's going to do his own thing. These guys are still going to – that's the whole thing, right? These guys are going to work out. The reason they don't need to be in there and do mandatory stuff or even, quote-unquote, voluntary, which is really mandatory in football, unless you want to lose your job, is because they work out all year anyway. But why do you want a guy at, at you know, L.A. Fitness, not not to pick on them, but some gym, and then running around and, and particularly, you know, having to, having to ask where they can work out, find a place, Nothing against Berkeley Prep. They're still in school this year uh, to this point. But anyway, nice of the Yankees, by the way, to help out. The New York Yankees. How's this going to play on the back page of uh, the Daily News and, and uh, Ooh, yeah. the, 
I mean, you're the helping post. the Bucks, not the Giants or the Jets. Although they play both teams. Although the, they Giants, play the, the Giants and the let's see, the Giants cost him two Super Bowls, and the Jets were a division rival for twenty years. So, well, he owns the Jets. I mean, yeah, he well, didn't lose to them very much, no. but yeah, but they they got to hate Brady, right? Yeah, but I mean, you know, he's not going to help them. He's not going to help who? Giants or the Jets? I mean, he's you know the Giants, like I said, cost him two Super Bowls. Oh, no, I understand that. I'm not saying Brady's yeah. going to help them. Yeah. I'm surprised the Yankees are helping Brady because, I mean, that's a New York team, right? Aren't the Yankees a New York Yankee? And is that the New York Yankees we're talking about? And both New York Jets and the New York Giants play Brady? So let's help them find a place to yeah. throw? Kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe the Tampa Sports Authority did it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know. I think the Yankees stepped in when he got thrown out of that park a year ago and said, hey, you know, if you need something, let us know. I mean, he's Tom Brady. He can go where he wants, obviously. Well, now he's got but, the key to the city, right? I mean, that's what Jane Castor said. If you win a Super Bowl, I'll give you the key to the city. You can go to any park. He can go to any park. <laughs> and he's going to any park except the one down the street. I mean, he, I guess he could have gone into Raymond James. I got a nice park it's down just, the street from my house. Maybe I'll go practice there. He, he would, maybe. <laughs> but it's just weird. Like, here's Raymond James, and there's two facilities. There's one across the street, the Yankees, and one across the street is the Bucks. and you chose the Yankees. <laughs> just funny to me man i don't know i'll tell you what man you need to come throw at our facility you know i mean out here in vegas got a nice new one there yeah they do (laughs) phil and tom going back and forth that's been fun to watch uh of course phil mickelson winning the pga he said in the post game or post round uh that he was inspired by brady you know that 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 little golf match they had a year ago with tiger woods and peyton manning Got to talking about longevity. You know, Phil's in the best shape of his golfing life at age 50. Tom is 43 and won a Super Bowl. Now he's got to go to 51 to top Phil. But, um, yeah, a lot of love between those two guys back and forth. And uh, so Mickelson said, like, we, we got to find somebody else to play. Of course, Tiger is hurt. And then uh, Eli Manning popped up and said, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> So Tom's going on. I'm not facing him the, again. I ain't <laughs> playing him again. I know how that ends. <laughs> yeah. He may want Eli, though. He also, may David want Tyree and... shows up, and ooh. Yeah, that's right. Golf ball against the helmet <laughs> and all that. It's going to be nuts. All right. So uh, what do we got tomorrow on the uh, on the big show? We got Tom Jones coming in. Most likely. Little... We haven't 100% confirmed it, but that's a usual uh Listen, if he, doesn't, if he doesn't, I'm sending a guy over to his house because okay. what else has he got going yeah. on? So. Um, that one will be good. Um, Rays open a series against the Royals. Yeah, they're back at the trough. They are. But, well, they stay in town, so you they're know, still they, sleeping in their own beds. Have but to they're back get on a the plane trough. today. Yeah, and the lightning that had to be the greatest thing ever. Lightning will have game uh, six on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. They better close it out. As of the time we're recording this, we do not know a time yet, though. No, but they better close it out. I don't feel you don't good want, about game seven You don't want to go to a game seven. You don't want to go to a game seven. I don't feel good about that at all. You need to wrap it up. Let me ask you this because it's way premature, but at this time on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, we may be asking this question. Is this a bigger collapse than the one they had after winning the President's Trophy? Well, after, after Wednesday, you've still got game seven to go on Friday. No, I know. But we'll be saying if they lose and they're going to game seven, our conversation will be if they lose game seven <laughs> and they lose three in a row after a 3-1 lead, will this be the biggest collapse in Lightning history? The answer is no. No? Yeah. What would be the biggest collapse? 
to Columbus. Still the Florida. Oh, yeah, still the Columbus. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Losing first, first of all, Florida's a better team than Columbus. Right. Uh, the Lightning that season were the most dominant team we've seen in, in, in a maybe generation. Maybe in history. Yeah, right? maybe yeah. in history. You know, I mean, that, that, that's they still They tied the be, record. That's still going to And you got swept. It wasn't like you lost. You got swept. Yeah, you were down 2-0 and, and before you had a 3-0, you had a 3-0 lead in the game one. And blew it. I know I was there. It was brutal. I've never seen a team come back that fast. It was in, like somebody flipped a switch. I don't think they led again in the series. You know, I'm not sure they. I'm not sure they were ahead again. But uh, but it would be a, it would be epic. It would be one for the ages. That's for sure. Although Florida is very very good. So yeah, we'll see how that experience for your comes daughter's sake. Let's hope that doesn't. That's not a conversation we're having. Yeah, they're a little nervous. I I got to be honest with you. Um, they're still confident though. They they believe in this team. They're like, eh, they weren't too upset. I, I thought they would be, but they. I think if they didn't have a three one lead, it might be different. But they lose game six put, at home, then you get nervous. It gets tight. Although we've seen we've seen the Lightning come back and win game sevens when they when they've done that before yeah, too. Absolutely. So I mean, the bottom line is, you've said this. Momentum doesn't really carry over to the next game, or even to the next series. But Florida would definitely have the momentum, and they would be at home, and that place would be crazy. But there's you still have to win three in a row. You know that's the thing. Three like, elimination have to, games in a row. Yeah, you'd have to win even if you win on Thursday night, and you tie this thing up three three, and you think for all the world you got the wind is at your sails. You are coming home to sunrise, and boy, you're going to wrap it up there. You still got to go out and win that game, and that that's the third game in a row you've had to win an elimination game. So it's not as easy as um, as as the math. It's it's a very difficult thing to do, and that's why very few teams ever do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't want to be in that position if you're Tampa Bay. And they got some guys that are beat up. I mean, I you know you can see that Hedman's not right. I mean, there's a there's a lot of guys that are yeah. That are, but but I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Florida's got the year. same issues. Yeah, too. Yeah, it's mean, that time of year. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's you know, you went through a 56 game schedule compressed. Yeah, in a short time, and then the playoffs. I mean, you know, in, in the roughest sport there is, sure, or at least team sport there is. And this is a physical series, so they're mm-hmm. all they're all hurting right now. Yeah. Anyway, check us out uh, tomorrow, and I'll let you know how the OTAs go, whether Tom Brady shows up or continues his workouts with the Yankees. Who knows? Um, But we'll be right here every Monday through Friday for Sports Day, Tampa Bay. For Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.